Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. You know, there are certain people that are just so amazing. I can only sit back and wonder, you know, when you hear some, some people's accomplishments, I'm like, man, I bet their parents are proud. Very much so. You know, like, wow, like that would be just, if I, if I did half of those things, I can't imagine how annoying. I can't imagine my parents would never stop talking. They would be, you'd never invite them to Bunko no, or whatever. Oh, no, It'd be no, like, no. Their oh. friends would all be like, okay, I've heard enough. They'd be like, someone else would say, hey, did you know, Jimmy got a raise. He's now the manager at the plant. Like, oh, well, uh, my son was just uh, at the uh, Council of Foreign Relations and, and did this thing with the Climate <laughs> Accord in Paris and wrote an article and interviewed a world leader. It's like, oh, shut up, Carol. You're not coming back uh, any, any anymore. Uh, today's guest has that kind of credibility. Uh, uh, award-winning international journalist, an educator, author, speaker. He's a radio host. He's the CEO of, of Liberty Sentinel. And I think one of the... What, one of the people who grasps what's going on in the world with a clarity and a precision that that few people come close uh, to even touch. And, and we are so honored to have Mr. Alex Newman. Yay! You guys are very kind. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be with you, and I so appreciate all that you do. So thank you. Absolutely. We, been, We're looking forward to this. Been blessed to, to cross paths at the Reawaken America tour, and your your keynote speeches are are. Uh, very, very academic, but easy to swallow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you kind of, you know, walk that line where you you, you bring, you know, both worlds, uh, you know, together, but in a way that people walk away like, okay, that that was actually in a way that I, it made sense mm-hmm. to me in the way that I grab it. And something that we kind of, kind of wrestle with a little bit, you know, we're Midwest, grew up, you know, where you live in Kansas City, grew up in the church. Um, and you kind of get this feeling of there's like, well, there's good people, and 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 bad people, and they're kind of tussling, and you know, and you see that like politically, or you see it like mm-hmm. in the drug, you know, situation. You see it the you know, all these all these areas. But there's something that you bring to the table of an understanding of like most of these things that we think are just political ideologies that are just people misled and they're confused and they just don't understand things like we do. Those are religions in their self, and this globalism. Uh, is actually a, a combination of a religious effort that's all basically a belief in God and then everything that's against it. There's kind of, that's the two, mm-hmm. those are the two teams, it seems like. Yeah, and, and I always go back to the words of Jesus. You know, he, he's quoted in the Gospel of Matthew and in the Gospel of Luke. He says, whoever's not with me is against me. And so you, you notice there's no like, mm. and then the other people are just sitting on the sidelines neutral. No, uh, and, and that's not to say that every single person who is, say, worshiping a statue or worshiping money or worshiping themselves necessarily understands that they're in that other camp. They may wait, they may well think that they're well-intentioned, and as they say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Uh, but ultimately, it boils down to that I Either you're serving God or you're serving as, as anti-God. And, and mm-hmm. so when you realize that, you see all of these evil ideologies, and, and there's variations in them, of course. You know, some people are obsessed with dismantling borders and, and having a one world government. Other people are obsessed with making us all slaves and turning the economy into a communist system where we'll all do what they say. But ultimately, they all spring from the same evil source. And and when you go to these like international conferences, it becomes very clear. You know, the Apostle Paul tells us that they're not just worshiping rocks and, and, and trees that they've carved. They, they're actually demons behind this. And that's right. something that a lot of Christians feel uncomfortable with talking about. But that's what the scripture teaches. And that's what Jesus teaches. And I think right. it's important for Christians to speak the truth on that. No doubt about it. And you were uh, kind of filling us in a little bit about what's going on in Dubai. And we would love for you to share a little bit more about that with our flyover audience. 
Yeah, I'm very glad for the opportunity to do so. I've been following the UN climate summits around the world. So fresh out of journalism school, 2009, I had just graduated. I went to Copenhagen for the COP15. And uh, the most recent one was on the Arabian Peninsula. They, they always do it in nice places. This one was in Dubai. <laughs> And uh, for the they've never had one here in Kansas City. No, no, right. They they never (laughs) had one in Lagos, Nigeria or Kabul, (laughs) Tehran. But um, but so at this one, for the first time ever, they set up what they called the faith pavilion right smack in the middle of it. The pope was actually supposed to be there to, to give the opening speech. He got sick, so he had to send the secretary of state for the Vatican. But he actually picked up on a theme from the previous year. I was on the Sinai Peninsula in Egypt for the COP27, where they unveiled the new Ten Commandments. They did a big, all these religious leaders right. did a climate repentance ceremony at the top of Mount Sinai. And so at this faith pavilion, the Vatican Secretary of State gave the Pope's speech. And he said very clearly, the, the sins that you're doing against the environment are an offense against God. So they're reframing sin here, just like they did with the new Ten Commandments the year before, where your sin is not idolatry, it's not adultery, it's not robbing or hating or any of those. Your sin is your carbon emissions. You ate a steak, you you flew on an airplane. How dare you? And so there's this really serious religious undertone to this whole thing. Uh, All the religions of the world are actually coming together in unison on this, except biblical Christianity. And they're doing it out in the open. Uh, There's a, a UN affiliate called Religions for Peace, run by a former uh, leader of UN Population Fund, which is dedicated to reducing the number of people on the planet. And uh, one of the things she said recently, I've got her on camera saying this, is that all the religions of the world are part of this organization. Think of it like the UN of religions, all the faith traditions. And I'm thinking, I- I'm not part of that. And yet right. I-, I love God. So something fishy is going on here. And people do need to understand this stuff. Can you? I've heard Robin Bullock talk about it a few times. He's a pastor that I follow, a prophet out of Warrior, Alabama. But he has talked about what happened at Sinai and how they were actually reenacting what Moses did. If our audience isn't aware of that, can you let them know what happened there as well? Sure. I was there, actually, and it was truly <laughs> <Wow>. fascinating. <laughs> Again, I bet your mom would be so annoying. <laughs> yeah, Alex, my son, Alex. My son was there, actually. Yeah, well, you, for, for a long time, my mom was like, Alex, you're, you're kind of conservative. I don't know. But, you know, she, she's coming around. And, and my dad, too, praise the Lord. He passed away a couple of years ago. But he finally, he's like, whoa, you're right. So what happened in, in on the Sinai was really incredible because it was the first time they so openly came out of the closet. They had this huge alliance of world religions. They had mu- some of the top Muslim leaders in the world, some of the top Hindu leaders, top Christian leaders, top Jewish leaders. They, they flew in a, a guy with a big headdress from the Amazon rainforest, said he was a representative of Amazonian uh, spirituality or whatever. And, and they all walked up to the top of Mount Sinai. The Egyptian government put some limits on it for security purposes. But they walk up there and first they do what they call the climate repentance ceremony. It, it made me think of like the prophets of Baal, you know, when they're dealing yeah. with Elijah, doing their little dance and yeah. apologizing to the climate gods for their CO2 emissions. CO2 is the gas we exhale, by the way, folks. It's not pollution. Um, and then after that, they, they whip out these tablets painted green and, and they do just like you said, a, a reenactment of what happens. So the guy you know gives a speech about we demand governments do more to rein in CO2 emissions, whatever. There you see a picture. And then he smashes these tablets on the floor. And the incredible thing, uh, Stacey and David, is I, I ran into the organizers of this thing the next day at the U.N. summit. I said, hey, guys, uh, you know, I want to talk to you about your climate repentance ceremony, the new Ten Commandments. Can we do an interview? And they're like, oh, sure, that would be great. They didn't know who I was. So we do a 45-minute interview with the four top organizers of this thing. And I've got them on camera saying things that would blow your mind. They said, uh, first of all, 
uh, you know, we're, we're, we're reframing morality. We're bringing in these new 10 commandments. And then one of the organizers, James Sternlich, uh, he's the CEO of the Peace Department. He says, yeah, not only that, we're now working on the third covenant between mankind and the planet. And so, you know, God gave us the real new, the real Ten Commandments. These guys are going to give us the new Ten Commandments. God gave us the old covenant, the new covenant. These guys are going to give us the third covenant. He said we're going to use it to build the kingdom of heaven here on earth, which, um, you know, just a little bit blasphemous for, for a Christian. Yeah. But this is kind of what they're saying in, in the open. Wow. Now, I would love to get that Man. interview. Can we find, Can we get that interview from you and we'll put it in the notes below? We can, we can point everybody to your channel so they can be listening yeah, to that. I think that would I be will send it over. LibertySentinel.org. Mm-hmm. We'll put that link to that interview down below. But you're the author of two books. Um, Deep State, which is maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, is that correct? When you came out with that book? And I I, Stacey and I talked about it this morning and I told you when it came on, I said, man, if just 10% of Americans had read either one of your books of these two that we're talking about today, we wouldn't be in this situation. People would, mm-hmm. would, would be like, oh, you know, you're not going to pull that over on me. And then the second one, you got deep state. And the second one is indoctrinating our children to death. All of these different things. When you when you talk to someone that's uh, when you watch libs of TikTok and you see these teachers that are like these are not your kids and we got to protect the kids from their parents and we got to we only have a we only have a few hours a day to indoctrinate them like that kind of language. Um, it's like that's it, it. It's like a missionary. It's kind of the passion that somebody would have. You know, there it's very religious. When you talk about the climate situation. Mm-hmm. It's very religious, you know, in nature, all of these different segments that don't make sense to like us, most of the people that we knew and grow up with our family, if we were get together at Thanksgiving, like none of this ideology would make sense to them. But these people are very, they're, they're a small number, I think, and hope and pray, but they're very passionate and it is and loud, very loud. And it, mm-hmm. it it is with the kind of fervor that you would only see from like a religious zealot. There is no question about it. You you just hit the nail on the head. And that's one of the things that I expose in this book, um, Indoctrinating Our Children to Death. It literally is a religion. I'll, I'll give you a quick uh, condensed version of the history. So John Dewey is almost universally recognized as the founding father of what we call today this progressive public school system. Now, he was also the creator, him and about 30 of his buddies, of a new religion. They called it the humanist religion. They wrote mm-hmm. the Humanist Manifesto. And to their credit, they were honest about the fact that this is a religion. You know, it's a free country. You can believe any silly religion you want. I, I recommend that you don't, but uh, you know, you're free to do that in America. So they write out this religious manifesto, the humanist manifesto. And the first tenant of this, they, they kind of give the game away. They say, and this is word for word, we religious humanists regard the universe as self-existing and not created. Well, that's cute until you compare it with Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens yep. and the earth. Now, even if you're not a Bible-believing Christian, and I think you should be, but even if you're not, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, um, this has really important political implications, right? Our founding fathers didn't think you had to be a Bible scholar to understand that it was a self-evident truth that God mm-hmm. created us equally, that God endowed us with unalienable rights, life, liberty, pro- and these are biblical ideas. Of course, God said, thou shalt not murder, so you have a right to life. God said, don't steal, so you have a right to property. But that's the principles and the religious worldview that our country was founded on. Now, John Dewey's religion, this religion of humanism, uh, gradually worked its way through academia. Uh, One of his buddies who co-signed the Humanist Manifesto, uh, C.F. Potter, wrote a book, Humanism, A New Religion, and he said public schools are going to be the greatest ally of humanism. What is your Sunday school going to do teaching only some of the children one hour a week when we've got them in a humanist indoctrination center for five days a week? 
So fast forward to 1962, 1963, the U.S. Supreme Court, this is how dumbed down we had been already. The U.S. Supreme Court makes a ruling in 62 that says no more prayer in school. This uh, school district in Pennsylvania is not, or uh, New York, not allowed to have prayer. Then they rule against the district in Pennsylvania, no more Bible. And the justice who wrote the dissent in this case, uh, Potter Stewart was his name. He explained exactly what was happening. He hit the nail on the head. He said, what happened here is not the realization of a state of neutrality with respect to religion, rather the establishment of a religion of secularism, which John Dewey would have recognized as humanism. And now I'll close the the circle here and we'll go uh, the full loop. So this religion of humanism, the idea that there is no real God, that you are God, I am God, we are the highest that there is, we can choose for ourselves what's right or wrong. That should sound familiar to people because it's the oldest lie in the book. If you yes. go back to Genesis chapter three, it's what Satan said, right? Yep. You'll be as gods. You'll be able to know right mm-hmm. from wrong. So this is a lie from the pit of hell. And yet, according to the justice who wrote the dissent, this was established as the national religion of the United States. We were forced to pay for it with our taxes and we were forced to support it by sending our children. And, you know, now they've just come full circle. And in California, they passed an ethnic studies model curriculum a couple of years ago, mandating that the kids chant to the pagan Aztec deities of cannibalism and war and human sacrifice. So it's ultimately all from the pit of hell. Christians must understand this. Your children are being discipled by people who hate God and hate his word. Well, two things jump out at me there. Number one, if 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 our rights come from a creator uh, and and they're given to me by someone higher than Joe Biden or higher mm-hmm. than Klaus Schwab. Mm-hmm. That sort of takes them out of the loop. Uh, they like to think when they look up, they see nothing. I think only God looks up and sees nothing. And and that's so right. that that's, mm-hmm. that's two you know uh, opposing views. And also, if you're going to deny actual biology and invent new genders that God didn't create, you sort of got to have God off the table. Then a lot of things are possible. Uh, True. You know, then like, well, hey, there's... To say that God made a mistake with a gender versus, oh, you were you're just, you know, you weren't created by a creator, you know, so yeah. there was a mistake. It doesn't only just, it's not denying the Bible, whatever people feel on that. It's denying everything we know to be true scientifically. And so in order to do that, you have to be a God yourself because only a God could say, I'm a new gender that didn't exist five minutes ago. It's exactly right. And and you look at what these World Economic Forum people are saying today. Look at Yuval Noah Harari, you know, keynote speaker there, good buddy with Klaus Schwab, advisor, uh, work endorsed by Barack Obama, Angela Merkel, the fascist that runs Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, they're all saying now, uh, Yuval Noah Harari's latest book, uh, Homo Deus, we're going to evolve into gods. We're going to upgrade mm-hmm. ourselves into gods. I mean, this stuff is ludicrous, right? It's absolutely ludicrous. And it goes back to what I quoted Jesus saying earlier in, in Luke and in Matthew. If you're not with me, you're against me, right? So a lot of these people are radically deceived. You know, Romans 1, they, they have been handed over to a reprobate mind because they deliberately suppress the truth in their unrighteousness. And so now, unfortunately, our children are being fed into this system and the fruit is getting pretty obvious, right? The kids are killing themselves. They're coming to school and shooting each other. Mm-hmm. They're taking drugs. They don't know what bathroom to go into. Uh, th- this is an abomination. And, and we must, I mean, we must, if we love our children, we must protect them from this. It's so important. Now, when people go to libertysentinel.org, what they sh- what should they be looking for when they get to that site? 
Uh, well, if they want to get the books signed by me, they're there at the shop. Uh, I put up a, a wide variety of content, articles that I write, uh, videos that I do, programs that I do, uh, also things from contributors. We also have a, a free newsletter that we put out twice a week where we send out kind of what we think is the most important stuff for people to maintain their freedom, protect their rights, protect our country. And uh, yeah, it's really an eclectic mix of things. But of course, Sentinel is uh, is like a guardian, right? And it used to be a lot of newspapers way back in the day were called, you know, Boston Sentinel or whatever. Yeah. So uh, we kind of picked up on that theme. And our goal is to give people the information they need to stay free, to protect their children and to protect their country. Before I let you go, though, I think this is pretty interesting. We were talking about climate change earlier and everything that they're doing with that. Can you touch on, uh, you've interviewed uh, someone that actually talks about we need more carbon dioxide, um, and they actually worked with President Trump. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I found that fascinating when I was listening to you talk about that before. Yeah, so Dr. William Happer is a, a wonderful scientist. He's, he actually was a, a physicist at Princeton University for decades. He's one of the top guys in his field, almost universally respected. But then he started exposing the fact that CO2 is not pollution. And, and so much of this global agenda depends on the lie that the gas we exhale is pollution. And so he comes along and says, not only is it not pollution, it's incredibly beneficial to the planet. He told me on camera that the planet was starving for more CO2, that plants were designed, was a fascinating word that he chose to use, to live in an atmosphere with four to five times as much CO2. So this was Donald Trump's climate advisor during the first administration. And he was pointing out to him, look, the whole thing's based on a fraud. Get out of the Paris Agreement. We don't need this stuff. So I've interviewed him a number of times. He, he's a great man. I, I appreciate his ability to speak the truth now that he doesn't depend on the university for his salary. But, um, you know, we need a lot more scientists, including ones who are active right now in academia to start speaking out. This stuff is really important, folks. When you understand that you are the carbon that they want to reduce, it all makes sense. It and does, you see it everywhere. Sure. You know, I just recently go on to, you know, to buy a flight. You look at United. Every flight also says like the carbon emission that that flight yep. had. They, mm -hmm. they want this listed and almost become a currency. You know, and I, I kind of feel this yes. coming. Once you can count it and monetize it, you can be weighed and measured. Mm -hmm. uh, then maybe you only get so much, you know, and then the maybe first you thing I saw, Dave, when I, when I got off the plane in Dubai was a big ad from MasterCard. We now have an individual carbon tracker. So they're going to give each of us a carbon budget. And when you exceed that, no more steak, no more air travel, no more air conditioning. It's coming. They're working on it. We must stop it. That is for sure. Oh, man. I, I just want to say, honestly, uh, Alex, thank you mm -hmm. for your work. Mm -hmm. Thank you for what you're doing because it's so important. Flyover family, this is a tab you know you need to have on your computer. Same, libertysentinel.org. These books are, are going to help you have better conversations in the church mm -hmm. foyer, at the water cooler, at your Thanksgiving table, and, and to help make a difference with those around you because it gives you uh, better little mental ammunition to have more intelligent conversations besides like, Biden's an idiot. Right. You know, well, like that's fine, but but there actually is a very well thought out agenda. It doesn't come from Biden. It doesn't come from from Harari. It doesn't come from Klaus Schwab. It literally is originated by demonic beings, by Satan himself. Goes back to Genesis chapter three. There's no new plays in the book. They just kind of keep running them in a different way. And we just gotta be smart and not fall for this same old stupid trick. Amen. I couldn't agree with you more, Dave and Stacey. It's, it's such a, an honor to be here with you guys. Thank you for all that you do, and hopefully we'll be in touch very soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Thanks again for your time, Alex. Hey, Flyover family. It is going to be a crazy year. Obviously, year of election 2024. Who knows what the future holds? But if we look back at the past, we look at what's happened the year of elections, it's never good. 
So we're like, okay, what can we do as a family mm-hmm. to prepare to take care of our family during this time? And there's things that you can store up that are cheap and easy. You can get beans and rice and there's prep packs, but you need a protein in the mix to sustain yourself and sustain the people that depend on you to provide for them if the supply chain is broken for any length of time. And we truly have searched everywhere to find the best source. And we have come across one, flyovermeat.com non-lab grown meat non-mRNA jabs it's all American beef the shelf life is actually 10 plus years so high quality meat that you can take care of your family no matter what happens that is exactly right so go to flyovermeat.com use promo code flyover this is a crazy time to be alive. Well, just in our lifetime, it used to be where you'd hear your grandparents talk about how cheap gas was and stuff. And it was 75 years before, 50 years you yeah. know, before. And so we've seen a lot of changes since Biden took office. $700 more a month. Than what you needed in January of 21 when he took office. You might hear these kind of things and think, oh, that's overwhelming. I can't control the government. I can't control what they're doing. I can't control the spending. But we can take care of ourselves. You want to make sure that you're buying bullion from somebody that you can trust and someone that does not charge you a commission when you go to sell. If there's going to be a commission, have it on the front end, not the back end when it skyrockets. And now you're like, oh my gosh, look at this big, huge commission I got to pay because it's on the back end before I sell it. You can buy an ounce of silver for $23. So this is something everybody can get into. And if silver goes to $50, if it goes to $75, if it goes to $100, all of those profits are yours. And that's happening while the dollar is buying less and less at the actual grocery store. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to set up a free consultation. It doesn't cost you any money whatsoever. Or to do the same thing, you can just call 720-605-3900. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.